Hi, and welcome to the podcast, a hodgepodge of conversations about meaningful things that people are doing out in the world and in their communities. My name is Rachel, and I'm your host. Let's begin by taking a moment to honor the land upon which we live. Taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. I live on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, and I'm incredibly grateful to be here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and I'm sitting here with Natalie Salvino. We are sitting in a beautiful house in the middle of the forest outside of Salmon Arm, BC, and we are going to have a conversation today about tarot. So I have been dabbling in the, would you call it an art and a science, Natalie? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In the art and science. Yeah. Philosophy of tarot for gosh, probably over 20 years now. And Natalie is one of the first people who taught me how to read cards back then. I would consider Natalie an expert, but she doesn't describe herself in that way. And we're just having morning coffee together. So this is a, a, a very unstructured conversation. So thank you for joining us. And I'm going to pass the mic over to Natalie and get her to introduce herself. Hey, Nat, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for coming. <laughs> and forcing you to talk to me. <laughs> well, I'm grateful that we got to do it because we could never do it um, long distance. It didn't work out for us. Yeah. And, you know, do you want to tell our listeners why that is? Um, because I have uh, a satellite internet, and so we just don't have a, a good connection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we haven't, we don't have the technology. No, not yet. No. So we're doing this on my phone and hoping that it will turn out this time. So Natalie, tell us a little bit about your journey with tarot. Um, my mom was a tarot reader. Um, so ever since I was little, there was always tarot cards on the kitchen table. But she never really um, connected me. She wasn't. She didn't gift me my first deck. My first deck was gifted to me by a lady. Uh, I was 13 years old, and I was suicidal, and I ended up in um, a, uh, what do they call them? hospital yeah but for the psych ward and it was one of my aunt's friends who came to visit me and she brought me a deck and some crystals and some stuff and this is like I was 14 so this is a really long time ago now and she said it would help me help me deal with my emotional issues and help me get navigate my way through life and then when I came back to my mom because I've been living in different places and I was already kind of out on my own um, my mom would, you know, she would offer me teachings all the time. And what I really found interesting through the years is of all the different teachers I have, there is just so many different ways to perceive or work with tarot because it's based on your own personal, um, perception. Right. Right. And so as we grow and change in our percep, our perspective expands yeah. 
so do the way yeah so amazing yeah. so it's a great tool for you know uh personal development personal work and then also to uh, help others yeah. 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 And I know you're, we were just talking about some of the amazing things you were doing to help others before we started recording live. It gets really exciting when you go from reading yourself because you already know you get right away. You identify with this card. Oh, this represents me. This represents the situation. But when you're reading somebody else and it's of the unknown, so you're having to tap into your intuition, right? That's where you start exercising that muscle. You know, this is what I believe this means. But if I say that, is that going to be like totally, is it right? Is it, and then the confidence is built every time you get that confirmation one says, oh my gosh, that was spot on. Or how do you know? Or mm-hmm. wow. And there's a wow. And there's still a wow factor. So we're at, I don't know. So we're 30 some, how old am I? I'm going to be 46. So we could say 30, 33 years ish, right? That I've been reading for money and for trades and whatever else. And, and I'm still, wow, I'll still have wow moments mm-hmm. or like, yeah, I, you know, I'll just always be a student. Yeah. Because tarot is about life and life is just always teaching us. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you mentioned, and you know, I've learned so much from you. I recently took your tarot course, so I learned so much. And one of the things that um, you talked about, sorry, I'm dancing around the question here. <laughs> um, but one of the things you talked about was the different kinds of, um, um, intuition. And I think a lot of us identify with clairvoyance, but yeah. there's other clairs. So yeah. can you walk us through what those are? So, uh, there's the, well, there's now six clairs. So I learned. Or but, maybe more. Or maybe more, right? And exactly, right? Because everything's ever expanding. And as we understand what something is, mm-hmm. right? No. So, um, my first Claire was clairsentient and that's knowing, right? Mm-hmm. You're just of the knowing for whatever reason, you don't know why. I think most, m- most women would say that they have a feeling they know, right? They're listening to mm-hmm. their, their inner voice or their yeah. God or wherever it's coming from. It's usually the God. It's, yeah. it's the solar plexus that yeah. is our first hit. Mm-hmm. And that's a clairsentient, um, uh, clairvoyance, having visions, uh, Clara, Oh my gosh. There's Claire audience. Claire audience hearing, yeah. right? You're getting messages from spirit. So interesting. As a tarot reader over the years, I had it and I didn't know what, I didn't even know that's what it was. But a lot of times I'm reading somebody and I, it was so great to hear since YouTube has come about and you get to interact with other tarot readers, you um, learn that a lot of other tarot readers have the same Claire audience. We hear music that's somehow connected to your Whoa. secret, right? So. And, the, and I remember the first time I, I acknowledged it, because sometimes you have music in the background and you don't know if it's, you know, the metal fillings are connecting to the um, radio station <laughs> <laughs> or it's um, a message. But I was reading this gentleman, an older gentleman years ago, <clears throat> and uh, I kept on hearing and it's not a song I even had heard or because, you know, I'm always logically looking for what makes what's most logical. Mm-hmm. And uh the gambler kept on playing in my head as I'm reading his cards. Is that the Kenny Rogers song? Yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's such a good song. And then I just had to say it because it just, like, it was louder and louder. And I'm like, okay, spirit, clearly you, I'm supposed to talk to this. And this guy started laughing. He's a professional gambler. 
and what he's so you asked him yeah yeah because i was like how do you not like you're not gonna know unless you ask if you want to know why a ghost is around you why not ask the ghost right what people do is they go fearful or unbelievable or overwhelmed or you know they just it's because we're it hasn't been introduced to us in mainstream. Mm. Like things are becoming more mainstream. Like yeah. when you see things like the word chakra, I was just having this conversation, you know, 20 years ago, chakra was something that was not widely known, maybe in the yoga community or spiritual practices, but for being a, um, a mainstream word, like it is now, it's kind of exciting. Cause mm-hmm. It shows that we're, um, we're open to change. Yeah. 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 yeah we're ever expanding, as you right. said. Yeah. Um, so, what of what are the other clairs? So we have the smell, and I. It's so interesting. I can smell my granny once in a while. Uh, so and I can't remember uh, Clara. Clara Elliot's. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Clara Elliot, because it's a funny one. It's hard to pronounce. And uh, and a lot of people will know. They'll have a smell, a familiar smell that shows up, and you you'll know what it means, and that's what that is. So it's a. And the more you acknowledge it, and so what that, that's what the, uh, I think what spirit is trying to um, do is get you to pay attention. Hey, you know, hello, can you smell me? Can you hear me? Are you awake? Are you listening? I'm trying to send you a message. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really about your higher self. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. what connects you to, like, the other realms. Yeah. And what other Claire? Like so we talked one. about feeling, knowing, smelling, um... Hearing. Hearing. Uh, and the last one, feeling. That's how we feel. That's the, like the sensing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and we actually all have that. That's the base one. that I, I believe think, that too. Absolutely. And I think we actually have all of them. It's not gifted. I think where, what, and this is just my ideas, right? This is, I don't come, I mean, I have lots of different educations. I've worked with lots of different witches and magicians and just amazing magical people. And there is real magic, just in mm-hmm. case everybody will let you know there is. Right? <laughs> there's other dimensions, there's real magic. It all depends on what reality you want to live in. That's what it comes down to mm-hmm. and what your interests are. Yeah. So what I know is that for people that are empathic and we all have it and it's how much we exercise it it's like any muscle like if even the physical it's our memory mm-hmm. we can improve our memory we can improve our intuition by listening to it acknowledging it yeah um, and you know that aligns so beautifully with a concept i work with every day of my life is that you know your your energy flows where your attention goes right so of course, of course, if you put your awareness on your intuition, you're going to, you're going to grow it. You're right. going to understand it more deeply. You're going yeah. to probably use it more, yeah. trust it more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I agree, right? The more you trust yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it comes to in tarot. I remember being very, uh, afraid of saying what I saw mm-hmm. for it being wrong. Right. Thinking that would be. It would, oh, I can't say that. Like, there was a girl, and it just showed me that she was pregnant, but she was this tiny young thing, and I'm like, no. My logical mind got involved. Right. And that's where you have to separate it and mm-hmm. be like, no, just what does your intuition tell you? That's just coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. And it's always it's always right. There's just It just hasn't been right. 
hasn't been right. I mean, has, sorry, it's, has it's been never, wrong. It's never been wrong. <laughs> right. I need another cup of coffee. <laughs> so okay. So all that being said, um, we talked about the Claire's. We talked about trusting our intuition, and that everybody has it. Now you mentioned something in the beginning of our conversation about there being like so many different ways to interpret tarot. So can you talk about that a little bit? Because I find that part so interesting. Yeah, well, you can use, um, because you can use tar- tarot and all the different aspects of your life as a tool. Like, it's mm-hmm. a really gr- great visual way to look at your life, maybe organize it or look at the bigger picture. But, I mean, you can use it as a tool for personal, um, like, like a form of therapy for you, just for yourself. So mm-hmm. in that sense, if you're just trying to work things out, maybe you're overthinking about things and you need to like um, shift your focus somehow. You can use tarot that way. This is what you're asking: how to use it, or, or how to interpret it. Oh, like what? There's different. There is right. Okay, so um, you have your um, archetypes. Mm-hmm. That's one way of interpreting, like the fool's journey. So mm-hmm. you can interpret it like how the people and players in your life and how that affects it. You can interpret it um, through numerology, mm-hmm. right? You can use uh, astrology to interpret it because all those things are hidden in there. Um, can you say more about that? About astrology? Uh, uh, like about the, the symbols being hidden? Well, I think that they're hidden in plain sight. So when I, when I talk about archetypes, everybody looks at a heart. And knows what a heart is mm-hmm. as a symbol. Right. It's it's ingrained in us. It's in our DNA. We know. Everybody knows. Sees that heart. We see a white flower. We can put that in a place of this is somebody's died or this is for peace or yellow for friendship. Color is a very powerful tool. Mm-hmm. And it's used in tarot very specifically for those reasons. And that's where I mean that we don't even know we have this knowledge every average person has a knowledge they see an anchor they think of the ocean or the ship or anchoring something and that's what i mean by that symbolism and how it exists and how you interpret it it's simple people think it's deciphering some mega code but you just have to look at the picture take away your judgment from it Mm -hmm. and just what do you see like you see two people with their backs turned together well i guess that means there's not two there's two people that aren't seeing eye to eye or walking away from each other like that's how you interpret Mm-hmm. the cards like for me I use I use every element it's it's what I'm called upon in the moment too because sometimes even the one card so specifically means if you follow the the rules of tarot mm-hmm. uh, there'll be like cards that well this card can you know this is what it means and the emperor I'll give an example it's the father that's the authority that's the boss the, 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 but if that was paired with like two other very um let's say, divinely feminine cards that were about uh, coming from a place of love and giving. It's saying that uh, to not be in control. Like, it just... Right, and so what would what would those two cards, what would be the example of those? Well, what came to my mind right away was the Queen of Hearts and um, the Page of Hearts because what they're doing is they're asking you not to have, to come work from a place of your heart come from this new loving place opposed from this place of control and authority right which is the emperor right so Mm -hmm. that's just an example but so you really have to understand that the combination of cards have an endless 
possibility of what they may mean. Right, right. So, yeah, so I remember you telling me a story, something about, like, the way that people interpret the lover's card, but it doesn't necessarily mean... No, well, because the lover's is actually based, like, it's believed to be based on an actual marriage that occurred in Italy in, like, the 14th century or something along those lines, and it was a... And, like, as we understand, well, nowadays we can marry for love, we can marry who we want, but back in the day... It was married for family reasons or you have to make a choice. Do I marry Mm -hmm. the one I love or do I marry the one that is going to provide for the whole? Right. And so the lover's card is about a choice. It's not about love. I mean, it would have to be very specifically with a few other cards to suggest that it is love. Right. Or choosing love. Right. Yeah, the lover's is not the lovers it's not about a love it's about a choice right right and so and then also I think isn't the lovers associated with Gemini that's right so every major arcana actually every card is associated with an astrological sign and a planet just like the days of the week are yeah people don't even realize how magically we still all live (laughs) um yeah so every every uh card is associated with an astrological sign an element and I guess that was the other part of interpretation looking at the elements it's very important you know if you're if your sign is lit up with fire like this is this is passion this is like moving this is action right if it's lit up with swords like if I have a I'm doing a reading and you know a lot of swords usually show up because people show up for a tarot reading because they need to get things out of their mind or they are overthinking and that's all swords so mm-hmm. when I see a lot of swords in a reading, I'm like, wow, like this person really needs to get out of their head. And, you know, on cups, it's very emotional reading. And, yeah. and there's never usually just one thing going on. And right. that's how life is. It's not just one thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, there may be people listening who are hearing us talk about like cups and swords and major arcana. So um, for those people who maybe are new to tarot, can you explain the difference between the major and minor arcana? Yeah. So the uh, minor arcana is pretty much a deck of playing cards. And it represents the four suits, which are the four aspects or elements of our lives. Uh, Cups being emotions. And also the element of water, fire being staffs or wands, and they are connected to our passion um, and our action, how we, we move through life. Um, we have uh, pentacles or coins, which are diamonds in a playing deck, and they're about the money. They're about the physical aspects of life, work, how we make money, our foundation, anything in the 3D. Mm-hmm. And then uh, swords are, are the element of air, and so they're thought and logic and thinking, and uh, and they are, and swords are a spades in the in a playing deck. So you can you could read somebody's cards with the playing deck. You could really, that's so cool, right? You could, totally can. You don't have the major arcana. The major arcana was brought in later on. There's really there's so many. Uh, people will say, because of course, you know, you read something and you're like, this is where tarot was, uh, comes from. And they actually don't really know if you really get into it. I think the Chinese, so they've been like the, one of the oldest civilizations have always had a form of, um, dominoes or plates and that has evolved into, um, cards and it ended up in Arab and worked through Eastern Asia. And then it looks like it ended up in Europe and then. You had alchemy and magicians and that, and that's where the major arcana somewhere along the way came into play and they were joined together. The major arcana 
is the higher vibrational cards of the deck and they represent the fool's journey so 0 to 21 represents the beginning of a somebody's journey through uh, life and then and being the world of the end of that cycle uh, so it it gives way more meaning to the it, it represents the more milestones so um, that your zero to ten in your um, playing deck the minor arcana will represent the things that, that's where numerology comes into play the one and the beginning of something the two is the meeting of somebody and creating something is three is the community four is the building on that the four pillars um, five is usually some sort of conflict or change uh, six is balancing of that seven is the magic and it goes on and it almost does that with every it, it varies based on the element mm -hmm. but that's so those are the smaller things in life the bigger things are life are in the major arcanas like uh, the empress the emperor right mother father figure how they affect you or, or are you them like mm -hmm. because they also represent things like abundance so they they really shift um the energy of the reading, how much major canon there really tells me big things. Like, so if I see um, things like a, uh, a tower, I know like something really drastic has happened to flip this person's world upside down for good or bad. It again, mm -hmm. all depends on the cards around it. Right. I mean, the cards you've been dealt <laughs> or you think. Amazing. Right? <laughs> and that's just it. Is too. that where that expression comes absolutely, from? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. And I think the people are beginning to understand this. And so am I, is that, you have to understand your future is in and I think that's what all like the modern day um, spiritual type people are going on about is we create our reality by why what we're thinking about right so instead of going to see a tarot reader to say I want to look at what my future is what I can do is say okay if you continue to be focused on these things out this is a probable outcome mm -hmm. because you're creating your future your yeah. future isn't created yet right you know that and that's where this is where everybody's at right now where we're realizing we're actually it's not a source outside of ourselves yeah. i mean you know i don't want to get religious or god into god and all that in this but to say that if we take ownership and responsibility well i i'm responsible for what i mean there's also there's always unforeseen things that come into our reality that are out of our control but for the basics i mean we really uh, attract what into our life what we're thinking about so yeah. we are our own right so master. the long and short of it is yeah we create our own destiny yeah our wow. own future so I can't really I can be I guess if you wanted to I don't like the word fortune teller right I mean that's that's why I don't prefer to be in that realm of like but you know we all get put in categories yeah yeah, amazing. And the okay. other part I wanted to mention very quickly for people is that, so you have your major and minor arcana, but you have your suits or your heads of state, your kings, your queens, and uh, and those are very important. And your what? So kings, queens, queens, and what else? You have uh, knights, you have um, pages, and pages can sometimes be princesses, sometimes they, mm -hmm. should, you know, it's the masculine feminine uh, has changed over the centuries in regards to tarot. Like there was never a queen at one time. Oh, and what was, what was it? There was just, there wasn't, they just, I guess at that point they didn't feel that a divine feminine had uh, a say. Mm -hmm. or so did energy. the queen take the place of something else or did they just add in no, another card to the head of state? No, because the knight always represents the, um, 
young man in action he goes out mm-hmm. and fights the battles so he's the yeah. most energetic of it the you know the masculine the divine masculine represents the most mature aspect of that whatever suit they're in so if you're the king of swords you've reached your height of understanding uh you know mastering your mind mm. really what it means when you become a king you master when you become a queen you master but in a feminine aspect so a non so when you think of masculine feminine you know the masculine is the uh, aggressor the assertive the outgoing the feminine just is and just energetically shifts things that way she doesn't have to do anything right mm-hmm. and that's kind of inter- it's, it's it's so it's a passive energy so when you have a king or a queen of whatever suit you understand that that's the most mature or the highest of but in a passive or an assertive way right Right. so the queen and king don't represent necessarily a man and a woman they represent more like the yin and the yang that's right exactly you you know who you are in the reading but they will represent the people or your aspects of yourself Mm -hmm. so if you get a king in the in and that all depends on where the cards are placed as well but let's say you have a king representing you and you know that you've mastered let's say the swords you've mastered the logic behind the situation you've made up your mind you're clear decisive and it's you you know um but they can also represent other people coming into your Mm -hmm. into your energy and now you can do so much with tarot it's amazing i mean i believe that's why kings and queens used tarot readers over the ages they always have had like or or their whoever their um you know their spiritual advisor would probably um if not a tarot card's probably ruined some 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 form of divination you just need to connect and like mm-hmm. i mean i've been so lucky to meet so many amazing people i met a guy once that read your cards by looking at your cd collection what how does yeah. that work well it's you're pulling the information what you're doing is so what it allows us to do whatever the tool is in front of it be it a crystal be it ruins you know oracle cards whatever you use i mean there's so many different tools i like tarot because it has a a science because Mm -hmm. i am logically based like in my mind so i like formula it's just the way i work but i also know that i've sat beside amazing people that have none of those and they use something simple like pulling out some crystals they still tap in to the same network and they still get the same information right the clairs yeah and so i'm always like wow super cool oh, wow <laughs> right? what a magical conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so okay so what about the pages what do the pages represent the uh it's usually a message coming in Mm-hmm. It's uh, they're always about messages oh of course they're messengers they're messengers right and that's that's how you have to look at see there's not like a deep hidden it's cryptic that, meeting yeah, it's like not that complicated masculine feminine message the night is about action like it's the action of that element mm-hmm. so you really know I mean I just I used it's so funny I mean I remember being so ruled about it like when I studied it I was like oh well this has to be like this and and now I, you know, I used to always have to use certain patterns and to put my cards out and it's just evolved to the point where I can just say, I realize now it's my intention. So if I put this card down and say, this card represents where you're going, well, that's what it represents. Cause I've determined that it's not because I had to use some mystical formula that was, you know, invented hundreds mm-hmm. of years ago. And that's the only one you can use, you know. I'm not stuck on the rules anymore. That's what I love about right. the, the journey is that right. it, it's still evolving. 
Yeah. My understanding is still... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, like, you you had taught us in the course that we took with you um, to trust your... Like, to that your intuition trumps what is on the card. So if... Like, let's say there's the color green on a card and that literally like jumps out at me, even though there may be all these other symbols. It's like, pay attention to what. Exactly. That's, and that's, that's the intuition part. That's the key part. And though there's this, 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 this realm where you've got tarot readers that are very about their tarot. It is all only interested in the, the structure and the rule and what they've learned through the books where I I like to stay in the gray where I will go with intuition over the cards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I know it to be true every again every time I haven't had an experience where I have made the mistake of not listening to the tarot card or listening to my intuition and going with my teaching yeah and been disappointed so I yes absolutely every right. time it's your intuition it's because you're it's whatever happens when it's about when we meet people right you know what happens when we meet a certain person and certain energies are starting to mix like that we don't even see because it's happening on a, a level we don't even understand we're op- they open to us people will open to us in ways they won't open to others and that goes for everybody that meets right like that's why certain chemistries work and people mm-hmm. become good friends or they don't like each other at all but when that happens with each individual that's why seeing different readers you may get different answers i doubt it because spirits usually spot on and just wants you to get the message like especially if you're not getting the message mm-hmm. and i know that's a little running off off of what we're talking about but it again when these things come up it's because they should be said is that because you're when you keep on getting the same message it's because you're not changing your perception mm-hmm. you're not going to get the answer you want because it's about your vibration and mm-hmm. how you're putting out to it. So back to the thing about intuition. Yeah, every time you're making a connection with somebody, and so even though you've like you're laying down your cards, tarot, oracle, whatever you're into, and um, and you're you're getting your message. Another reader's not going to get that message. Mm-hmm. Like you're whatever you're tapping into is different. Right. What's interesting is that you'll probably all, unless the the seeker has changed their perception they're gonna get the same message mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting yeah yeah and I know that like I've experienced that myself I know some of my friends have experienced that like you want an answer to something and you're so attached to the answer being a certain thing and so you go for one reading and another reading and another reading and you're like well every single one of them told me the same thing and so what you're saying sort of explains that so we're if we're looking for an answer, we're not open to hearing it. We're just going to keep getting the same answer. That's right. We're yeah. not learning the lesson. Right. And that's another thing I get. A lot of people are like, why am I having to learn this? Like, why haven't I learned this lesson? Why am I repeating? Why is the same cycle? Because, and I, and I think, you know, I, even for myself, or sometimes it just seems like redundant or like, geez, I'm pretty sure I figured it, but no, that just means there's something more to learn. Right. The lesson isn't complete. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I love talking to you about this kind of stuff and I, I love getting readings from you. So, um, let's just, let's wrap up. But before we do, like, are you still doing readings? Like, can people 
still come to you for readings? Um, I'm not doing them in a storefront anymore, or I don't, I don't have one-on-one readings so much. I just have been doing it online. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I can put your details if people want to get a hold of you because yeah. I love thank your you. readings, and I'm sure everybody loves your readings because you're so bang on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, All right. Sir. Well, let's go finish. Let's go have that second cup of coffee okay. now. All right. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Thank you, as always, to you, our listeners, for tuning in to The Podcast. My name is Rachel, and I'm your host. On episode nine, I was joined by Natalie Salvino, an incredible tarot reader. She talked to us about the tarot as a visual way to look at our lives. I hope that you found this episode insightful, and I look forward to connecting with you in future episodes. Until next time.